catch me at the border. Welcome to the Token Talk EDU podcast, where I, Saskia Dure, will provide insight and tips on how you can control your life despite your vice. Also, I will introduce you to other women that have done the same and taken control of their life despite consuming cannabis, despite drinking, despite shopping, despite any vice they may have. And you can do it too. Hello and welcome to episode three, season two of the Token Talk EDU podcast. On today's episode, I'll be interviewing Sade. She's a young lady who likes to toke. You'll find out more about where she's from and all the things she does around toking and mental health in this episode. So stay tuned and listen. Thanks for joining. Okay. All right. So today I have with me Sade. Hi. She is one of my Instagram followers that I was connecting with over and over and I decided to interview because I was like, I really love this girl's speed. I love what she's talking about and she's hair goals. So, all right. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead with and start with the first question, which is pretty much just you introducing yourself. So tell us about yourself, your name, where you live, and your brand, and all of that. So as much as you want to tell us about yourself as an introduction. So um, should have introduced me as Shadi, but my name is Shani Skato. Um, I live in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, it's a Trinidad Republic there. And um, basically... I'm 26 years of age. Um, you say um, admin assistant, so that's what my job that I hold right now. Um, and uh, in terms of brand, I don't have any brand per se, but it's where I guess my brand. I was in terms of me representing myself. Um, I would describe myself as a real humble, laid back. Um, I like to socialize, try new things, as I'm doing here. Um, so yeah, that's really me as a brand. I represent basically everything that's natural, everything that's organic as much as possible. Um, so yeah, that's generally me. And along with that, I'm just trying to remember what other parts of the question there. That's not. Let me just pull it up. So are you a vegan or are you not vegan as yet? Um, trust, um, trans, um, transitioning from pescatarian to vegan lifestyle. Okay. Um, it's a bit difficult. I'm not gonna lie because um, I would say I've been a what you refer to in, in the Caribbean a meat mouth for quite a bit of my life, and it's where the transition is a bit difficult. But I've been trying my utmost best. Um, the reason why I started that um, is more so I was trying to help out a friend of mine because she deals with um, PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. Mm-hmm. She was experiencing the difficulties and whatnot, and I just wanted to be a friend to her sister along that. So she would have turned to veganism as a means to kind of um, help with her health situation. And since from then, I have been, oh, well, not vegan, but more so pescatarian lifestyle is what I've been managing so far so it's been a journey um i've seen the benefits of it you know overall um and just even to have been a part of that with her just makes it even more special to me because i really really love knowing that i can help my friends with situations like this so just doing that more so for this whole process that i've started with this pescatarian lifestyle that's what stands out most to me um throughout the whole process so but it's 
hopefully soon I'll be on to the vegan veganism soon and you get there you get there yeah pescatarian is easy on the island like going full vegan is kind of difficult yeah I understand I have not really per se because we have a lot of vegan dishes here because um as much as Trinidadians didn't realize we we have been doing like vegan things for how long you know we have a very um we have a well to say two main populace of people here which is Indo-Trinidadians and we have Afro-Trinidadians so in Mosai particularly, we say with the Indo-Trinidadians, they have a very, um, what they would say, uh, meat-free diet. So a lot of the things that they would do, well, because we are melting pot of people, we eventually learn different things from each other. So from the Indo, particularly um, Trinidadians, we would have learned a lot of vegan dishes. So we have things, something called um, choker. I don't know if it is, you know something like that. Yeah. Um, we use either eggplant to make, um, we call it bygone choker. We have tomato choker. Um, basically, it's roasted vegetables done in um, seasoning. That's okay. what it is. Yeah, really? the, yeah. the Indo-Trinidadians are from, uh, have Indian, East Indian yeah. ancestry. So they have like, uh, I think like, uh, they make like, yeah, cause like with curry. Because that's why you guys use a lot of curry. Potato, chana, these things. So we have lots of vegan dishes. So we have pumpkin, curry pumpkin, curry mango. Yeah. Um, other things we have things called bygani um which is again is um eggplant as well but they do it in a different fashion so we have like a lot of vegan dishes here that you know we just a matter if you apply these things into your life every day it will be really yeah. easy yeah okay so all right so <laughs> did you remember what you else you wanted to say or can we do you want to move on to the next question oh, it's about me I'm a, I'm a really simple person um nothing you know, too extreme with me. <laughs> okay. So, you know, so yeah. All right. So how, so I'm going to ask you because this, I mostly focus on like cannabis because that's my vice and that's the thing I like. Right. To do. So how is the cannabis scene in Trinidad and Tobago? And do you find uh, it easy to get? What is the quality like? Is the, are the police like hard? Like, are they cracking down on people there for that? Or are they kind of just laid back about it and they don't really care? Right. So recently we would have had um, legislation passed with regards to cannabis. So it's where now we have decriminalized cannabis use in Trinidad and Tobago, right? Um, so what the legislation states, you're allowed up to four plants in a yard to grow, um, being of whatever yeah so yes we we're making movements <laughs> okay okay i like that i love that i love black countries or like predominantly black countries doing that so yes yes, yes. keep yes. going tell me more. tell me more <laughs> so yeah so we yeah, allowed out to four plants i believe in our yard in the art for personal use um in terms of the amount of ounces you well, they're not really ounces but you're allowed 30 grams of marijuana on you to move about on your personal and it's where when smoking you are only allowed to smoke within your private sector well in terms of your yard and whatnot right so nobody would really come around you or even like what you say jam you um to smoke any well when sitting in your yard or anything when people harass you anything like that so officers wouldn't really harass you anything like that but even from before then we still used to have people smoking marijuana even when it was well um, not decriminalized, 
Um, we still had marijuana use um, because we have, it's more so recreational um, use in Trinidad. And we do have religious aspects as well because we do have a community of Rastafarian um, practices, well, people who practice Rastafari in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, so yeah, but for, it's more on the recreational use. Um, people would us, you know, for social circles, they would have their smoke, they would light up. Um, well, Trinidadians, we generally love to lime and party. So socializing is like our <laughs> everyday life. Um, so in terms of, yeah, smoking, it's, a, it's been a usual thing, but it's like usually within the confines of people who you know smoke, you know? It's like somewhere you could go like to a bar, you could just pull up and smoke it, more so in someone's yard or if there's a allocated area to smoke, that's really what it is. It's not as widespread, you know, as, as I could say, like how Amsterdam is, you have coffee shops okay. and whatnot. Yeah, that's you don't have that, yeah, but yeah, that's how it is. So you like probably have to buy from like a dealer or something like that. What do you call a pusher man in Trinidad? Okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> a push in the, in the U.S. pusher, a pusher, but um, yeah, so a person who we consider who pushes drugs. If you want to say drugs, yeah, um, that's the term. Where the term comes about a pusher man who push marijuana, other drugs as well. So. Yeah. Okay. And is the quality good? Like, how is the quality like? Trinidad. Okay. From before, we would have had a local, um, a local strain of marijuana, which is well, particularly actually where I live is where it was grown predominantly, mm-hmm. which is called um red bed. It had a kind of reddish hue to the uh, marijuana, but that has over time because it's where that people have cracked down on the. Um, grew up, the growth of marijuana and whatnot is where that they would have obviously cleared a lot of the, um, the farm areas and whatnot that would have had that particularly where I live is like a really mountainous area okay. right yeah. so yeah um, just now don't mind you I'm a brother he's actually building a smoke right here so if you don't mind yeah yeah it's so good no I don't I don't care girl I yes yeah, so you're gonna see me smoking eventually somewhere within the course of this um no, so yeah so call that and that was a good we usually have good local strains but when you compare it to the international strains our strains are a bit weaker in terms of the potency of um, THC and whatnot um, we would have got we have gotten like you know things coming into the country which would be more so from like you know Venezuela areas Colombia we get pushed from those areas because Trinidad is really like a bridge to <laughs> well let's say on the, on the illegal markets we actually have bridge to transport marijuana out into the varying areas right um so we get a couple different strains here but in terms of what we grow locally here is not as strong as what you get internationally um so yeah but now with the whole um the criminalization is people are growing their own strains but obviously international you know seeds and whatnot we have gotten people are growing their own strains and whatnot locally so it will have like a different set but we will get the potency of those strains from abroad but it's where, because the terrain and whatnot here is different, it will have a bit of a spin to it too. You know, people are, it's generally okay, you know. What you get from like pushermen and whatnot, it might be the best unless you buy like the high quality grades and that's usually costly. So like in Trinidad, if you buy what we call a 20 piece, it's like a small bag like this. Yeah, a Ziploc bag, like you get that in. And I mean, from my experience, it's a bit expensive given what I, because I lived in Jamaica for two years. And if I compare that to my experience in Trinidad, is the quantity and quality that you get is 
far inferior. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's, it's fine. Yeah, it, it does the job, it's I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, so. Um, I was going to ask you another question on that. So, have you, yeah, speaking of living in Jamaica, have you lived anywhere else? Where else well, have you lived? Sorry, I know this is not a question that I put on the uh, the question that yeah, I yeah. Asked, but where else have you lived outside of Trinidad and Tobago? That's not all of Yeah. Come on. Let's excuse me. You should be able to get a call. Um, in Trinidad, I lived Jamaica for some time, so I lived there for three years. So I lived there for three years. And uh, I would have gone to school there, I would have studied geology while in Trinidad, while in Jamaica. And um, I would have gotten most of my cannabis exposure while there, um, particularly so because, I mean, Jamaica is like the mecca in the Caribbean for marijuana usage, right? And uh, yeah, so it's where that, um, with that, I would have really dealt in cannabis more in that time. So for like those three years, I would have come across varying people. My experience with my cannabis would have, be- would have changed over time. From what I would have seen it as before compared to what I would have how I would have invested in it at that time. You know, so um yeah. When I was in Jamaica, I would have gotten why well, I would say my enlightenment in marijuana. So say if you want to say it like that, I would have gotten there at that time because I would have been under a different sort of um and I can say in terms of the environment, in terms of the conversations I would have been around, it would have been more so that I realized I could use marijuana as a tool now to really open my, you know, my, how to say, my outlook on life, my view on life, having conversations out with, with deep, really, really deep, deep um, meaning to it. And yeah, that's where I really got that from, you know. And when I came to Trinidad, I realized, yo, there are people here who actually do this too. So, you know, <laughs> it, yeah, it eventually... I actually brought that back here and it's where that it's definitely, I'm glad to see that Trinidad has that, that operating at that level, I should say, you know, so. So that's, so you were introduced in Jamaica, the cannabis, like you started smoking in Jamaica and then. Well, (laughs) I can give you this is a whole back history on my, my family, you can see. And some, I would go into investing a whole history with this, right? So, my parents were in the 60s, they were grew up in the 60s and whatnot. So, <laughs> well, they grew up in the 60s, and that was the time of, you know, black power. Um, we had a revolution going on around that time, right? I'm sure you would know because, I mean, Haiti was a part of, well, I guess, was the, you could say, the leader in that because, you know, slavery was abolished and um in terms of the black revolution was starting to come about you know and my parents i guess a part of the whole revolution you know the use of marijuana and consciousness so the kind of you know come out of that and well i mean i can say past the 60s post 60s i would have been born grew up in a household where i've seen the use of marijuana from since a child i should say and um it's only like with my with my dad is where sometimes like when he was smoking, he used to be like, you know, I don't want you wrong, man, because I'm smoking. But I think in the cigarettes he's smoking, and I'm not knowing his weed that he's smoking. So, so like, you know, I would have gotten, I uh, should say, um, exposure from that time with my parents and whatnot. And they, from that, I guess it kind of, it was 
kind of written in the stars if I want to say that maybe my curiosity to use it would um yeah would have come about so I, I will actually show you something here when it is so this in Trinidad you call a roll on and if you know what it is so that's in Trinidad we call this a roll on okay so what's a roll on a roll on is where you roll marijuana onto a cigarette or whatever means of what it is that you want to smoke so basically and and when it is you finish with the marijuana this part of it is called a funk okay so I mean, so it's literally like the top part is just marijuana and then the end is a tobacco Basically. Okay, so, so in the U.S., more or less, it's called a spliff. We call that a spliff. Well, we call it a, roll a joint. This yeah. is a joint that's a spliff because mar mm -hmm. uh, marijuana and tobacco mixes a spliff. Okay, that's cool. I've never seen it like that, though. Here in Spain, where I am, I see them, they open the cigarette and they, like, break it down. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> they break it down and mix it. Like, they mix it together and then they re-roll it into, like, a joint, like a joint form. Okay, but cool. Yeah, how so often how do you do how, Go ahead. Yeah, that's how we do it here. So we have something else called a hemp. Where you call a, it's like a natural leaf. Where I guess you roll up what you will call a, what you will, well, it's equivalent to what Jamaicans call grabba. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's not as heavy as how in terms of the effects of grabba. It's a much lighter um, smoke in terms of compar comparing it to grabba. So use roll-ons and that. So you call a hemp roll-on. You could do a cigarette roll-on. Basically, whatever it is you're smoking, you could roll on marijuana, that's it. So okay. that's how it And in terms of, you asked me how long I've been smoking? Yeah, how long? Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't smoking since 18. Okay, mm. same as me, same as me, more or less. And how often do you smoke? Like, do you smoke every day? Do you smoke once a week? Do you <laughs> right now? I smoke every day, but before it was more of like a, I would socialize and smoke. Okay. Um, so that's how it really, how it used to go. But um, the first time I ever had a smoke would have been, anything is because of my history with my family and whatnot, I actually knew what I was smoking before smoking it. <laughs> so I went to a party with some friends of mine at that time, well, that was a big party in Trinidad called Sahara. Um, it's one, it's at one of the beaches in Trinidad and Tobago, which is Maracas Bay. So they hosted there. And I had a friend of mine, she lives Maracas. So she took us on a boat ride and we ended up going along the coast of the, the northern coast, right? Mm -hmm. And we pull up on a beach, I mean, it's fishermen. These guys are obviously going to be getting this, you know. Because they are also a means of getting weed into the country and whatnot, you know. So... My friends, you know, my um, piece of family member, he had a smoke on him and he's like, you know, so they want to smoke on. So he's like, all right, cool, we want to take a smoke. So when I, well, because I knew what it, what it was, so from the smell, there's a distinct smell of what you call Vinti, right? So I was like, wait, you're smoking Vinti? He's like, well, wait, how you know it was that? So I was like, well, because I know, you know, my dad, I smell my dad smoking it and, and whatnot. Like this Vinti has a very distinct smell. So from the time you smell it, it's like you automatically know this is Vinti you're smoking. So I take my pole and I was like, all right. And the first time I smoked and I was like, this is, this is what people going after. Like that's my mind. That was my mindset at the time. Like this is what people really smoking with for like, mm, okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Didn't really get the high because I believe I was doing it. I didn't do it properly at the time, you know. 
sorry yeah so i wasn't doing it properly at the time but eventually over time i realized okay whoa i was doing this the incorrect way because before i said that you know puff on this smoke. So smoke and then puff they really smoke inhale which i would say is like the the yoga of um smoking marijuana um <laughs> I realize, this is really what i'm supposed to be experiencing so I would tell you of that experience after. So that would have been the first time I ever smoked and ever till today, um, I can say I'm still partaking in use of cannabis. So awesome. yeah. me too. Me too. It's yeah, almost yeah. it's been over ten years. I'm almost thirty. I started when I was eighteen and uh, I'll be thirty this year. I'll be thirty in July. Oh, so. all right. Um, okay, so next question. Do you have any other vices? Like, do you like to run? Do you like to drink? Do you like to, I don't know, anything uh, else you like to do? Well, I actually, I was very heavily invested in sports. Um, so from since the primary level of education, I would have been in running, like track and field, I should say. And track and field, I would have done varying sports. So I've been always an athletic person. So, like, something I do with my brother as a pastime now, because just to maintain my fitness, so I'm not as active as I used to, um, being that, as you said um, before, well, my, as you said, the sport I really invested in was hockey. So I play field hockey, and it's mm -hmm. where now I've kind of shied away from it, because I just want to find myself invested in other things. Um, but, I, you know, from there, I would have been always, I've always found enjoyment in being fit and active. Uh, so some of that, as I said, as I passed, I met my brother, I just um, do like regular hill runs. So like in Trinidad, there's a place called Chancellor Hill. It's a very nice incline to build strength and endurance and whatnot. So I do that ever so often. Um, I might do sometimes a spin class with one or two friends. I go in and out one or two little classes, you know, of anything that's physical fitness. But generally, um, I don't have any vice. I would I like to say vices because... I think vices have a kind of like a negative connotation to it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's what I want to break with this is like breaking that negative connotation because I think everyone has one. Like we we kind of need one to kind of deal with stuff. Like no, I don't yeah. know anyone that's just like straight on. Like I can deal with stuff. I don't have right. to like decompress anyway. Like whether it's like I said, running or yeah. smoking or drinking. Yeah. Like we're doing something. We're doing right. something to get away right. for a little bit like yeah. at a time so everyone I'm, does something <laughs> i'm not a heavy drinker i tell people i'm a, I'm a lightweight when it comes to alcohol <laughs> Either. I don't. but i prefer actually if it's like if i'm socializing i'm looking for that buzz i would more tend to uh what i don't call a smoke you know i would just prefer smoke over anything else but yeah those are that's generally my my vices i like to hike i love hiking but Trinidad, um, we have a lot of trails in Trinidad and Tobago. Some which people haven't even self really taken the time to discover. Maybe one or two persons might have been able to go about that because they know how to operate on the terrain. But, you know, for the general public, most people won't really get to see the real beauty in Trinidad and Tobago. But so far from what the trails that, the trails that we have, it's much more some beautiful beautiful landscapes in Trinidad really really beautiful and I always tell people like that is where I find my joy and my peace so to be under this meds and doing that there's nothing I would ever exchange or I find even self would bring me you know a real joy then um when doing that I really really love and I think it's one of the reasons why I like to smoke because I feel like um 
our inner self being projected out, our inner self that, you know, kind of shied away from being exposed to people, you know. But I know that can really bring forth me and be able to really, you know, interact and say my true self then. That's how I feel when I smoke, really and truly. You know, I think it's a real... That's powerful because I feel that way. Too. I agree. I agree. I think so too. I completely, I completely agree. So yeah, that's that was the next. That's like leading into the next. Yeah. Question, like how you feel? How has it has it contributed to your life? Like how has smoking contributed? To I you, like you said okay. Like I tell people, when I smoke, I found myself as even someone I told you earlier that I found more enlightenment in conversations. I was able to really look past the superficial cover of conversations and really be able to delve deep and understand, you know, people, even understand how people's views on life, people's outlooks on life. And sometimes realizing that people are, who are very much like-minded as you, you know, and as even as I said, because now I said when I smoke, I'm able to really be able to, I find myself being able to vocalize more and really find that word and really, you know, you know, really get deep into, you know, I should say how to say, like, to be able to voice my real, real outlook on a, whatever topic in which you're talking about, right? Um, that is something that I truly take away from smoking marijuana. I have always have been always grateful for, always been you know, being able to experience it, you know, because I think marijuana, according to the environment you thrive in, it will bring out either the bad, the worst, or the, the good in you, right? So because when I would have experienced, I could say my first high with marijuana, I would actually done it through a chalice pipe. So it's where in Jamaica, they do something called a bubbler or a chalice, mm-hmm. where it's um, calabash, there's a clay, um, potholder to the top, which has different compartments. To the top, you put the marijuana. To the center of the vessel, you put your coal, which you use um, coconut husk to make, to make that. Put that in the center there, and then from there, it goes through the water, and you steam it out of the uh, That's when I experienced my first, first, first time. And I was amongst other Caribbean um, nationals, so I had some friends from Montrose, I had some friends from Dominica, um, I had some friends from St. Kitts and Nevis. And we had a, but I appreciated that moment, all of us had a like-mindedness. Like the energy that was felt throughout that whole room was just on a, I would say like on a real cosmic level, to be honest, because we were playing um, one or two, like anything of our artists called Desiree. She's, um, I believe she's Jamaican or she's Trinidadian, one of the two. Um, and she has like songs in which, like, if you're only smoking, you listen to. So it creates an environment of you being on like on this iriness, you know. And she was play- she was on um playing on the on the song system, and like everybody at one point looked at each other and was like they understood like what was going on. That's how it felt. Like everybody was just like in the same zone, the same vibe. And to even this experience, that was like, I tell you, it was one of the most amazing feelings ever because you feel connected to humans now, you feel connected to people. And I tell people, if they really, like, if marijuana users throughout the world able, are able to really, like, smoke and be in that type of environment, 
it's one that I think to me where marijuana has the capability of really, really finding that nirvana in within you. That's where, that's what I believe marijuana really, really supposed to do. Marijuana is for you to find the happiness within self and see you as, you know, I'm a worthy human being. That's how I felt at that moment. And as, as moments going forward from that moment, that I experienced that and I told myself I was very much uh, short and affirmed that marijuana is really the real, real, real means. I say one of the many means, because there are many means to get to this level. But for general public use, because not everybody's actually to withstand that um, elevation up, but with marijuana, I believe it's a means to really have humans see each other as human beings. That's how I feel about marijuana. Okay. Yep. Good. I think that's that's a powerful statement. That's true because I yeah. feel like I've made the, most of the connections I've made through marijuana have are lasting connections. Mm. Like we've always yeah. we're always gonna have getting high together in common. Like we always yep. go back to that time. Like even if I've never talked to them again, we can always mm. remember. Like you know, like you know, yeah. So yeah it was I agree. A moment, you know, it's. I don't think I've never I've never had a bad experience because again I'm in that environment while smoking marijuana i've never had a bad experience drinking is another story i've had some bad experience with drinking. <laughs> but that's yeah that's what i'm saying like it's very weird like i yeah that's weird but okay so with that being said do you can you tell us of like a story that you have that was like either oh, interesting oh, or funny oh, that oh, happened yeah. while you were smoking or toking <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna reference that same situation because i'll always remember this i think so this will this will take me um, to my grave bed. <laughs> I think it's definitely going to do this. But I remember that I would have mentioned, and most of my stories stem from that one moment when it's the first time I smoked the chalice. <laughs> I remembered sitting on the couch and my head was like laid back on the, um, the neck resting of the couch. And I had my head like tilted back and I felt... Like as though I might like my body was going through like different paradigms at the moment, right? And for some reason, I felt like as though time just slowed down. So my friend, after explaining, my friends laughed at me, but it was a point in time I had like my head at this, looking in this direction. And I felt like my head took years to move from that point to the other side. And I was like, yo, what is that in my mind? I'm thinking to myself like, yo, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? What is happening? I've never had so many tough conversations in one go. But I'll always, 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 always remember that. And eventually it was like, wait, when I woke up, I was like, yo, guys, what's the time? What's the time? I was like, Kito, we're still in the same. Like, nothing has changed. Like, all of us still here. Like, what's happening? I felt like I was in another day. And I remember leaving, even when I went to that, it was the longest I've ever experienced. I went to school, I was like real, you know, all chirpy and happy. And I was telling people, you know, everything's going to be all right. Random people I'm going up to, and people watching me like, what the hell is going on with this girl? I was like, everything's going to be all right, guys. Everything's going to be all right. So that was like, I think that was one of my funniest moments with smoking weed I've ever, ever experienced. I mean, others, but like, that's one notable one for me with smoking weed. 
Okay, so that's all I have to ask you. Before, but so we can wrap up here. But I do want to give you the chance before we go to like say anything else, like in closing about yourself, like where people can reach out to you, like if they want to follow you and see more of your story in Trinidad and Tobago. So go um, so basically, on my Facebook is Shadi Nikki Marie, which is, which is another name. Um, Shadi Nikki Marie Kato. You could get me on Facebook there. Um, you can also hit me up on Instagram, um, which is naturally shady underscore 94. So you can find me there. And yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. So no problem. So we're going to wrap up there. So yep. thank you. Okay. All right. So I just, if you like what you're hearing on the podcast and want to stay connected, you can follow me on IG at the Token Talk EDU. You can also find my website linked below and become a Patreon with the link as well that's linked below. I'm so happy that you're happy to listen to this and I want to help you control your life despite your vice. See you soon.